Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, or ELI5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about recycling. Recycling's fun. Didn't recycling used to involve sorting things into your home? Cans, papers, plastic. Are you old enough to remember those <laughs> I, days? I, I remember that, I remember that. Yeah. You still see that on like some old TV shows. Um, yeah, it was a lot of work and not many people liked it, right? But actually, with the rise of this thing called single stream recycling, okay. I think it took around took uh, took a rise in popularity around late 1990s, early 2000s. Correct. The number of people partaking in recycling skyrocketed. Uh, so consumers in most places don't even remember that type of recycling back then. So we'll get into more of these details of single stream recycling, but um, tell me, how do recycling factories deal with the problem of people putting the wrong things into the wrong bins? Yeah, yeah. Well, you remember all that five-year-old science you learned in elementary school? Yeah, we're learning about it here on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's going to come really handy here. So let's. how about we go through a couple examples? Yes. Um, let's start with magnets. Magnets. Right? Magnets can basically get all the things like lids, nails, and stuff out of the garbage. Of course, yep. Uh, you also have things like air, like blowing air. So lighter stuff will literally be blown onto a different path. Okay. Um, you could soak things. You could soak things in water and some things will float or dissolve. Yep. Think about like the difference between paper or plastic or wood versus metals. Yes, sure. Uh, you can also burn stuff. And when you burn stuff, you could, uh, you could not only use it to heat the water and drive a turbine, which is pretty useful for generating electricity, uh, things like metal will melt and then could be retrieved later. And depending on the material, depending on the metal, they have different melting points, right? And density. So this way, you can separate many different type of metals. I like it. This is the science of separation. It all sounds pretty <laughs> basic. Any more high-tech gadgetry that uh, gets applied? Um, there's a couple of things that are a little bit more modern. Things like lasers and light. You know, by shining lasers through certain plastics, you could determine what kind of plastic it is uh, to some extent. And also uh, optical recognition. <laughs> Uh, especially in bottle recycling, cameras and computers will check if the bottles are damaged or still contain dirt. Makes sense. So let's explain single stream recycling then. Yeah, sure. So in the recycling business, items from the same bin are called single stream. And in the U.S. here, uh, there's facilities called a material recycling facility or MRF for short. MRF or MRF. MRF, yes, MRF. Uh, these facilities use a mixture of many different methods uh, to sort the material. Uh, and here, here's the kind of the general process, right? So basically, all materials get loaded onto a belt. Uh, the primary sort line has about you know, four to eight people on that line that manually pick the unsuitable material. You know, stuff that's just too large to send down or stuff that doesn't even belong, like tires. And then the lighter material, like paper and cardboard, tends to float on top of the pile. So there are barrel tumblers that pull that lighter material onto a belt. Mm. And then that belt is further split into things like plastic and paper using optical scanners and compressed air. And then each category of plastic is further separated by more optical scanners and more compressed air. Interesting. So that's all the lighter materials. And how about the heavy materials? The heavier materials usually consist of things like glass or metals. Uh, and so the glass is almost always broken into shards by this point. So the stream goes over grates and the glass falls into a dumpster to be hauled to a glass recycler. And then the metal product products are separated by type. Things like tin, aluminum, steel, and sent to the baler. So after all this is done, um, whatever's left is trash and taken to a landfill? Yeah, exactly. And, and the good material is loaded onto a container and sold. 
I heard that recycling plants use magnets to sort aluminum uh, from the rest of rubbish or where I'm from, they call it <laughs> aluminium. Um, but aluminium is not magnetic, isn't it? So how does that work? Keen, keen mind. So how they do this is that they use alternating current to magnetize the sorting magnet. Uh, if you use a permanent magnet, then aluminum will not be attracted to it. But if you put aluminum in a magnetic field that constantly changes direction, this magnetic field will actually generate electric current inside the aluminum. Mm -hmm. And when that electric current flows through metal, it generates an electric, uh, sorry, a magnetic field, and aluminum becomes a small magnet, actually, with opposite poles, oh. as the magnetic field then that generates the current in the aluminum, right? Uh, but the current inside the aluminum is not permanent. It's only a short spike of current. So if the outside field stayed the same, the aluminum would stop being magnetic for even a split second. Uh, but, but basically, the outside field keeps changing back and forth. That means the spike of current in aluminum keeps occurring, and the aluminum eventually gets repelled by the magnet. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> we we need, needed to connect the fact that you can make non-ferrous metals into magnets by putting current through it. Yeah, um, yeah. people have been pretty inventive. You know? They really have. Um, now, on the plastic side, why is it that some plastics can be recycled and some can't? So on the plastic side, there's actually two kinds of plastic, broadly speaking again. Uh, there's one called thermoplastic and one called thermoset. Okay? Yep. So here's, here's, uh, here's how to think about it. Here's an analogy. A thermoplastic is kind of like ice and water. And it's interchangeable, right? So when, it's, when, the plastic, when a thermoplastic is cold enough, it will become a solid. And when warm enough, it will actually melt into a liquid. Yep. And just like all uh, liquids, it takes the shape of its container, right? Yep. Just like when you put water in an ice cube tray, for example. And when cooled down, it will harden to a solid again, like ice, in that exact same shape. Well, that all makes sense for a thermoplastic. Um, how's a thermoset different then? A thermoset behaves more like, for example, a fried egg. Okay. <laughs> so it's liquid. Right? It starts liquid right, until right. it is heated enough to sol solidify. Okay. But you can't uncook an egg. That's true. Yeah, so if you heat it more, it'll just burn. It'll just, yeah. Got it. So therefore, it can't be recycled. Yeah, that, those cannot be recycled. Well, that's a nice one to end on then. Did you learn something new today? If you did, please send us a tweet at ELI5, the podcast. Send us requests for future episodes, or just send us a thumbs up. As always, a big thank you to the subreddit Explain Like I'm Five. See you all next week.